1: Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and today we have the opportunity of talking to DeWood. Welcome to the show. Excited to have you, and uh, let's, let's chat. Let's do this thing.
2: How are you, Gianna?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for your time to join today. Um, let's talk all things about you, right? So who are you? Where are you from? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent?
2: Um, I was born in Kuwait, I moved around the world after the uh, desert storm in the early 90s,
1: wow. moved to I think
2: about five to six countries, ended up in the US in 20, uh, 2002, Okay. became okay. a real estate agent just when all the realtors were leaving the market, so around oh. 2007, 2008, in a
1: recession.
2: just as the market was crashing. Uh I was entering the market and um, didn't really want to be a realtor, kind of fell into my lap. I had an extensive network of relations in Canada, and I was working with a developer slash investor that was purchasing a lot of properties in foreclosure and short sales. And Mm -hmm. they wanted an outlet to be able to sell it. And it just so happened I introduced them to the right people. And before you knew it, I found myself in a career in real estate. I spent the first two years basically just writing up foreclosure and short sale contracts and, you know, three, four hundred contracts later. Here we are, full fledged realtor and, you know, right in the thick of it.
1: Top two percent of it at that. Um, That's awesome. So, you know, who introduced you to EXP? Obviously, you've been in the game for a while. So EXP probably wasn't your first brokerage. So who introduced you to EXP? How'd that thought process go for you? What did that look like?
2: Yeah, so I was a REMAX agent for a good decade, and um, maybe more, actually. And um, the, my, uh, my best friend and business partner, even before EXP, a gentleman by the name of Deep Meta, had joined with his partner, Alina, and they were telling me about joining EXP EF- and the advantages to it. And, you know, a lot of people don't like change. And they seemed to be comfortable with where they're at. I had a uh, property property management component as well that I kind of didn't want to let go of. And it just so happened that the pandemic hit and we had the opportunity to sign up a huge development here in the Orlando area to the short term vacation rental um, development. And it just seemed like the natural move to be able to move over to EXP once this listing was signed. And, you know, when we, I did it without even really knowing much about eXp, to be honest with you. And, you know, I trusted my, my, my business partner and, and made the move. And the minute I did, I began to understand that there was a lot of different options and opportunities that existed here that didn't necessarily exist in many of the other brokers that, uh, brokerages that are around, that are conventional brokerages. And definitely not in my previous brokerage, which is the ability to cap. And then I thought that that would be a little bit difficult to do at first because it was new. I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I think three months later or four months later, I ended up capping, which was quite impressive for myself. And then I realized that there was another opportunity, another target that I could hit. And I didn't even know that existed either. So my partner said, Hey, by the way, you know, if you go out and sell 20 more properties, Mm. you can become an icon agent. And I go, Well, what's that? He was like, Well, you know, you can also get $16,000 in in stock options from the company. And I was like, Really? So that became my singular goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm actually working for a company that actually pays me uh, Mm -hmm. and rewards me because for the last decade, Nobody ever gave me the opportunity to be able to do right.
1: that. Right, just leaving a ton of money on the table.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I use that as the fuel to allow me to get to the level that you know I did. And I think now ICON is the new standard moving forward. Uh, there's nothing less is acceptable. As far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, I'm very goal oriented, and if you give me a target and a goal, I, I can definitely wear the you know the blinders on and just focus on achieving it really quickly.
1: Absolutely, that's awesome. And um, you know, my next question is going to be: Now that you're over at EXP, what do you love about it? Why do you stay here?
2: So I think after being in real estate for as long as I have, sure, you know, the education component is extremely important. But what I do love about EXP is. I'm a bit of a a lone wolf, if you want to call it that. I I tend to do a lot of things on my own. Definitely can use a lot of help from my team and so on and so forth. But I don't really need to check in with a broker or check into an office. And a a lot of what I need to, to do can be done remotely, virtually, anywhere in the world. So that component I like. I like the group that we're in because I check into a morning meeting with them. And there's always a new tidbit of information that I could definitely learn and leverage to enhance my business and definitely my mindset. I've actually connected with a lot of different people that have taught me a lot about different areas of real estate, which, to be honest, I was never really interested in. I'll give you a perfect example. An open house. I'm not a huge fan of them. I tend to like to work with investors and I tend to like to work with Specific types of buyers that really are numbers oriented and are looking to expand on a portfolio rather than, you know, make an emotional decision such sure. as find the right feng shui in, in, in a home or, you know, make sure that the kitchen, <laughs> right or the kitchen layout is right. And it's just a personal preference. But, you know, I was entering eXp at the time and I was listening to one of the morning sessions that we had. And the, the Monday morning session is all about open houses. And through the help of my sponsor, who's also on my team, we ended up doing an open house. And here's a perfect example of, of the success of what you can learn in some of these classes here at BXB. It, it the, the house was a million-dollar home. It was just as the market was picking up steam and definitely increasing in value. The seller wanted to definitely push the market as high as he could and actually push it in a way that I was not really comfortable with at the time, but I'd done a lot of deals with this investor. And I said, you know what? Let's just roll the dice and try it out. It happened to be also around Valentine's Day. And we set up an incredible open house by putting up, I think, close to about 70 or 80 signs. And Mm -hmm. it definitely was the house that everybody wanted to come by and drive up to. It was a new built home on four acres. So it's definitely a unique property for someone that could you know, want to have some horses back here or better yet, uh, wanted to have some, you know, uh, four by fours or you could definitely use the property in a variety of really creative ways. And being that it was Valentine's Day, we actually set up the whole house as if it was a, you were coming on an open house that was more like a date. We had chocolates, we had roses for the ladies <laughs> and everybody went away with a really nice warm feeling and as a matter of fact, this is what ended up happening. We ended up having a number of um, offers. I helped somebody buy another property. And more importantly, an agent walked in and was so impressed with the setup that they did. They were so busy in their business that they actually offered us the listing to sell their home, which was another eight dollars $900,000 house. So, yeah. I mean, it's something that I definitely would have learned and taken advantage of that under normal circumstances, I just wouldn't have normally done an open house. So, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely do enjoy some of the the, the learning experiences that we've had. Um, we've connected with some really great experts that have come out of our group, such as a NLP coach and neuro-linguistic uh, programming master, actually. really helped turn my mindset in terms of the business to catapult it to the next level and actually allow me to open up a lot of possibilities in the areas within real estate that I never even thought were possible as well too.
1: Yeah, like that collaboration, the sense of accountability, but also uh, nobody's sharing, nobody's, everybody's sharing, nobody's keeping their secrets to their chest, um, which is, you know, puts it in such a different light than than many other brokerages. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my next question is gonna be, before we dive into all things production and real estate, related things. I want to know how you take care of you. What does your work-life balance look like? How do you draw the line between work and play?
2: It's a tough one because, you know, a lot of people talk about this work-life balance and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a firm believer that I'm quite passionate about what it is that I do. And I really don't look at real estate as a profession per se. And what what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is I have a nine or 10 day a week work week i work all the time but what i do is not really work i have Mm -hmm. clients that are calling me that are investors from all over the world whether they're in hong kong or whether they're in india or canada or different parts of the world as well too so the time zones are always different but when you don't regard what you're doing as work it's always fun i don't even look at me being a realtor in terms of selling real estate i'm here to essentially resolve a problem with the end product being property, commercial property, a business, a plaza, a condo, and a short-term vacation rental. So when you look at it from that perspective, I think it makes things a lot easier and it becomes more enjoyable. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was on a, a trip to go and enjoy a friend's wedding in Italy, and, you know, we were doing deals in Italy as well too. So when you look at it from that perspective, it becomes fun. And I think the biggest shift for example, when it came to my viewpoint in terms of real estate, was when I stopped looking at it in terms of a transaction, a deal, commission, income, and started to look at it in terms of building a relationship and making it fun, the fun part of it started to take over. And when things are fun, the energy transfers. And people want to work with you and create that relationship with you. Hmm. I believe that we live in a world where the greatest currency is relationships because you are halfway across the country and we have the opportunity to be able to do this by connecting Mm -hmm. and collaborating together. So it's fun. Um, I think my partner definitely would like to have me spend more time doing a little bit of TV time and, and hanging out and not necessarily being on the phone all the time. And I'm working it's on stuff.
1: Yeah. You're in the industry to do that. But, uh, I love the continuous, um, you know, you seem like you're in the continuous learning process of how do I improve? How do I get better as a business owner, as a human, as a partner, as a business partner? I don't know. Everything that has to fall underneath that seems like you're consciously aware of, um, the development and constant adjustments that need to be made, um, to a work life balance. There's no perfect recipe to that.
2: Absolutely. Thank and,
1: you. uh, Yes. So let's talk production, right? So you're in the Miami market, which is fun. Orlando. Um, beautiful, Orlando. Orlando. Why, did,
2: why do I but keep do thinking cover Orlando, Orlando and Miami as well, too, but predominantly.
1: Oh, okay. So let me see. What did I look at here that I thought Miami? Oh, yeah. Orlando. Okay. Anyway, I'm a Coloradoan. Those, those Colorado. that states all the same to us. All those cities are the same to us. Um, but okay. So Orlando market. I was getting too excited about Miami. Let's talk about Orlando, um, you, know, the, you know, you're near some awesome um, entertainment in that area. So, you know, housing prices can be pretty high, investor opportunities, right? So what does that average housing price look like for you out there? And how many homes does it take you to be able to cap?
2: So let's backtrack a little bit, and kind of tell you a little bit about the different segments in our market and why our market is yes. really cool. So in 2019, we actually had 78 million visitors come to visit Orlando. To put things in perspective, that is double the population of all of Canada coming to visit one city.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Right? So it's almost 20% of the population of uh, the United States. It's actually over 20% of the population of the United States mm. coming to visit one city. We are home to some of the most attractive amusement parks, whether it's Disney, yeah. Universal, SeaWorld, as well as a number of other attractions that are seems like they're constantly popping up every single year. So I think in our market, it's really interesting because contrary to what a lot of people believe, the Orlando market is still very affordable as compared to two other very hot markets in Florida, which is the Tampa market and the Miami market, which a lot of people and for a lot of people actually, a lot of people like to be in South Florida. But, you know, price points are a bit higher unless you're looking for a specific lifestyle product or a luxury product. I think that there's other more affordable markets to look at. Just before the pandemic, the market, the sorry, the average or the medium ho- median home price was approximately around two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Okay. A few years later, we're sitting at approximately three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, which is still a, very affordable compared to a lot of other places in the country. However, there's a, a lot of different opportunities for a number of buyers that are coming. So we're not necessarily a local-based market only. Sure, you can buy your your first home, a second home. You can buy a number of investment properties if you're a local domestic buyer. However, we're definitely seeing a lot of people, especially during the great reshuffling that took place during the pandemic, where we were seeing people coming in from California, from Chicago, from New York, to take advantage of a cheaper cost of living, no state income tax, and of course, cheaper properties as well too. And sure. why wouldn't you want to be somewhere where the sun is... Sunny all year round as well, too, mm-hmm. right? So,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I think if you look at it in terms of a, let's say, for example, a $300,000 property or $400,000 property, I mean, I think you can pretty much cap in what is it, uh, eight, seven, eight properties, you mm-hmm. know, if you're looking at it from that perspective. And, um, you know, I think it's it's a really good market to be in because there's definitely people that are coming in from all over the world and even if you're not relying on local business you can definitely rely on a lot of foreign national buyers that are coming in because florida is the number one foreign national investment destination in all of the united states
1: wow that's a That's an interesting fact. That's pretty cool. So, um, you know, that being said, what does that, what does that market look like for you as an icon agent? Right. So is it pretty easy to cap? Is that, um, you know, how, how big of a challenge is it to you? Obviously it's the icon status is an elite status. So there's gotta be some challenge to it. Um, but what does that production look like to you? How do you, you know, does it, do you have to push yourself a little harder to get to that production or you know if you just kind of put your head down and do business does it seem to come to you so i think that
2: i think the challenge with with any agent is to find buyers is to find sellers is to find great leads to actually work on that are going to turn into something and you know definitely the pie is big enough to share however it can be challenging so I think what's really interesting and I think what's differentiated what I've done in my business over the last, you know, almost 15 years in being in real estate is I did the following thing. I I took the advice of my partner and took a leap of faith and started to do a lot more content. The content started to work because even though you had a lot of silent stalkers that watch your content on all the various (laughs) Yeah, Silent
1: stalkers, he says. Social
2: media platforms. You definitely have the person that calls you out of the blue and says, hey, by the way, I watched your video and I'm sending you a friend of mine that I do business with in, for example, India or the UK or in Canada. By the way, keep up the good work. I know I don't comment on your, on your stuff, but I definitely watch what you're doing and you're doing great things. That, in turn, allowed me to get the confidence to do my own radio show. So I actually have a radio show right here in Central Florida on um, Florida Man Radio 105.5. And it's an uh, an hour-long real estate show. And you know what? Even though you don't get a lot of direct customers from the show, what actually ends up happening is you can create a halo effect of the vendors that want to work with you, the people that actually now regard you as an expert, and are looking to you to get that educational piece of advice. And the one thing that I've always stressed, I think, with the agents that I work with is stay away from that commission breath. Nobody wants yes. to be sold. I don't like to go into a retail store and have somebody lurk behind my back and want to sell me something. Give me the opportunity to get all the information that I need, that I have all the, the, the correct information for me to make the decision that I, that I want to make that purchase if it's something I want to do. Right. As a result of that, by providing education and becoming, quote unquote, an expert in the market, you tend to find more people that just say, hey, listen, I have a friend. He is looking for this type of a property. Do you think you can go and just talk to him and help him? And if you can build that rapport and if people feel comfortable with you, they're going to want to do business with you. It's as simple as that. And I'll give you a perfect example for that. I had a client that I sold a, a home to. He is my number one cheerleader. He has sent me more business and I am so grateful for this human being because I think he's just brilliant for just being a kind and authentic and genuine person.
1: And There's he- really no better marketing than word of mouth. So exactly. keep going. But
2: And you know, we he called me up and he goes, I'm at this cigar bar or wherever he was at. And he's like, I'm with this client and I've been showing him all your videos online and I want you to meet with him. His cousin is a real estate agent, but he doesn't feel comfortable to work with him. So I want you to come and speak to him. I went and spoke with them. They felt really comfortable with uh, the relationship that we created. And you know, not only do I have the opportunity to go out and allow him to buy this commercial property that he's looking at, but also the opportunity to help him and his investors from his country and make purchases in the central Florida market. So it's definitely expanded the network of people that that you can work with, and the opportunities that exist as well. Listen, is it is it hard to cap? No, it takes time. But you have to stay on top of it. Is it hard to reach icons? No, but you have to stay on top of it. Sure. And you've got you know,
1: that grindstone grinding, right? You know, it doesn't just come doesn't business doesn't just flood to you. You've got to kind of go out and network a little bit for it. Yeah.
2: And, and you know what? I know this has been overused so many times, but one of my favorite quotes is the Wayne Gretzky analogy, which is you don't want to skate to where the puck is. You want to skate to where the puck is going. Try and get a sense of where the trends are and try and stay ahead of the trend so that when people are ready to come and look for that trend or that opportunity, you are the expert in that field.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, um, great, great points made there. You know, that's really important for people that are coming over to EXP, looking to icon rookies coming to EXP, looking to, um, you know, make production a big focus in their first year. So my next question is going to be, um, we talked a little bit about it. Off camera, right, you had asked if I got any cultural points for um, this podcast. The answer is no. But, you know, obviously your brain is, is thinking about that and kind of ticking for new ways to hit your cultural commitment. So um, what is your cultural commitment to EXP and why do you choose that path?
2: You know, it, it's funny. I just stumbled on on looking into the, the points because I just found out that as of August 1st, we switched over to the point system which I think is really great because it allows you to not have to commit to follow down a path of being a mentor or whatever your interest is. And now you can actually create a variety of different opportunities and options to partake in different areas in which you can contribute to the culture of EXP. So yesterday, I got my first couple of points by joining a Google Meet. And I think it's a really great way to devote half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour of the time, however long the session is, and you know, partake in an interesting conversation. I think it's really great that you can partake in masterminds. I think you should definitely align yourself with whatever your strong suit is. What is? Who are you as a person? Are you an educator? Are you somebody that wants to become an ambassador? Are you uh, somebody that just likes to partake in a discussion? And there's a number of different options for you to meet that goal. And you know what? If you were to commit to 10 sessions, for example, of the Google Meet, there's your 20 points. If you want to go out and become a mentor, there's a couple of points right there. Your orientation, go take a couple of classes and just fill them in with whatever your interest is. They're after
1: Absolutely, and you know, you kind of talked about the the point system, and just a couple questions to pick your brain because I think you're one of my first icons that's been able to utilize it since it's such a new model. Um, do you keep track of your own points as you add them up, or do you report that to somebody? You know, as soon as you're done with that point commitment.
2: So yesterday was the first time that I did the Google Meet, and they account for the points on your behalf, so you don't have to go and do anything other than just right. show up, participate, and you know, and add value to the conversation.
1: Oh, so bless he, the guy that keeps track of all those points. That's going to be <laughs> that's gonna be a tough year for him as a learning curve too. Um, but that's awesome. And then my next question when it comes to um, you being an icon agent is going to be what's your favorite part, right? So, um, you know, you get a big glass shiny trophy. You have the opportunity. I think I see it on the fireplace mantle or whatever that is back there.
2: I actually haven't received it yet.
1: Oh, you haven't received it yet. No, it no, looks I... like, like okay, so it's like a weird little, um, like shape, kind of like this. Hold on. Do 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 do, and it's glass, and it literally looks like something like that is sitting behind you in the background. Like so, house,
2: huh? Well, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm manifesting it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it, it's, it's been there it all along. <laughs>
1: If it shows up in the mail today, you call me so I could buy a lottery ticket. Okay,
2: um... we well, missed a big one in Florida a few
1: days ago? So okay, yeah, well, I I could use some of that luck, right? Um, well, okay, so back on track. I'll will talk your ear off if we don't stay on on questions. But um, let's talk about your favorite. Your favorite part about being an icon agent, right? So big glass, shiny trophy, that's pending. Um, And then you get your cap back in stock, the opportunity to go to eXpCon, shareholders, an awesome referral network because people know, hey, he's an icon agent, he'll take care of this client. So what's your favorite part? Why are you setting being an icon agent every year as a list of not only goals, but now standards for yourself?
2: I think you just nailed it right there. I think goals are great, but they're limiting. Mm -hmm. Because once you've achieved the goal, I always ask myself, what does the day after look like? But when you set a new standard in your life, that becomes the precedence of how you live your life. Mm-hmm. So if you live your life knowing that nothing short of Icon is acceptable, then I think what you're doing is you're really setting yourself up for success. And you're setting yourself up for success in a, a variety of different ways. So if you were to look at, for example, a matrix, the one aspect of it would be financial success because you know that you're going to cap. So at least you know you're going to make $100,000. And then sky's the limit thereafter. So if you were to to achieve another 20 deals, no matter what that deal size is, you know that you're on the road to six figures no matter what. But then there's a couple of other key factors which is invisible to the eye. Which is really important. There is the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual aspect of achieving this icon status. And guess what? If you were to look at it in terms of the metaphor of a tree, they are everything that exists below the ground. So mm-hmm. you, you need to be spiritually strong to be able to fight through the ups and downs, the emotional roller coaster, the mental roller coaster. And what it does is it allows you to prime your, your mind to say, you know what? We're having a rough month, but it doesn't matter. The end goal is icon. And in spite of that, you don't get stuck at the obstacles that come along the way, but you have a greater light to look towards in the distance. And that will help you get there as well. So I think those are really important factors in, in terms of creating this destiny of success which is icon
1: awesome that's that's awesome that's great advice um you know and it's it's exciting to icon but it is an elite status you know top probably 2.5 percent of the company about 2400 agents is what i found out as shareholders is how many icons we have out of 83,000 and more so um you know, they continue to raise the bar on this standard and want the best of the best to be icon agents. And they, they just don't want anything, um, less than, than people who really care about the industry and the brokerage and, and their clients. And, um, now that, you know, we've, we've gone over all things icon, maybe somebody listening right now is like, man, like I really want to hit this goal. And maybe they're a rookie to Uh, real estate and they joined eXp or they're coming from another brokerage and it's their first year with eXp, what does iconing look like to them? Is it possible? What are some goals they need to be setting out for it or major mistakes to avoid?
2: Loaded question. Great question. I think hitting icon, and I really want to give the answer Mm
0: -hmm.
2: in a formidable way that will provide solution-oriented Strategies that one can achieve in this given market.
1: Sure.
2: So, icon is difficult, icon is tasking. It's a mental roller coaster.
1: Yep. But
2: keep your eyes on the price. I think the advantage of having a longer term goal is to understand that you need to, most importantly, have an unbending belief that mm-hmm. you're going to achieve it because as you start to channel your energy and your efforts in that direction, things show up, opportunities show up. Get yourself out there. Ask yourself a really simple question. Are you a secret agent? Do enough people know about you? Do people even know that you're in real estate or do they still think that you, I don't know, work in the mall or whatever you used to do before? No shame in anything that you used to do before. If you're choosing to become a realtor and if you're choosing to become an icon agent, then everybody needs to know what you're doing. You need to go to the mountaintop and scream it out so that everybody knows who you are. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you need to have enough balls juggling in the air so that if a deal falls through, you're not out on your luck, you're not stuck in the mud to figure out what the next opportunity is, and are just so simply waiting for it. And I think in the markets that we're going into, I think, for example, a new strategy that somebody what? can take advantage of is that a lot of builders have inventory. If you're yeah. able to do open houses at those inventory homes, or better yet, become a new home specialist. Yes.
1: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going, sorry.
2: If you were able to go to Uh, a new home builder, especially those that have inventory, maybe set up some open houses there, maybe become a new home specialist in the area and start branding yourself as that. You can definitely position yourself in front of an audience that may be looking for a new property. And more importantly, you have active inventory available to you now as opposed to a month or two ago when there was hardly any inventory in almost every market in the country.
1: That's awesome. Dude, I was just saying, I was like, gosh, like he's given out so much critical information. If there's any rookies, anybody that's just switching over to EXP, like if there's any one of my episodes they should watch, it should be this one. Like just, um, it's, it's been awesome and great advice too. Right. Because he's not sugarcoating it. Not everybody's like, oh, come be an icon agent. Right. Like it's not, it's not that easy. It's a huge goal. It's a huge benefit of being part of EXP, but it's tough. And there's, there's systems and processes to get there and no being a secret agent and also, you know, avoiding commission breath and, um, really working your sphere of influence and the people that, you know, let them know that they, that you care. And so that these people know, like, and trust you, and then they can refer you to people that they care about. And it's just been an awesome, um, you know, awesome story, awesome podcast so far, hearing your experience and, um, just all the, the advice and the success that has come with it and, um, my next question is going to be, Dewood, is were you ever skeptical of EXP when it was introduced to you?
2: Yeah, I definitely. It definitely came across as a multi-level marketing type of a right
1: pyramid scheme.
2: But what is a pyramid? Everything's a pyramid. If you look at a government, You're
1: right, a government. and everybody, there's always one guy that sits at the top, right?
2: So everything's a pyramid and you know, if you begin to understand that and you can begin to understand the opportunity, listen, you don't need to come and recruit agents. I didn't for the first part of it and I haven't even really focused on in on it as much as I would like to only because they didn't have all the information or the education around it as well too. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to go and work for a virtual company. you know I. Felt comfortable knowing that there was an accountant that I can ask about a check or a uh, broker that I could ask a question to and so on and so forth. So I think it, it definitely mm-hmm. comes down to your comfort level. EXP is not for everybody. I will be the first person to say that. And I have definitely recruited a couple of agents that EXP was not the right brokerage for. And the reason for that is because mm-hmm. they really needed a lot of hand holding, and they were not self-starters. They could not initiate sure. the the effort needed to go out and get the information that they need. For me, I can go on Google. I can another ask. important
1: keyword from dewood Wood, self-starter.
2: Yep. Uh, I can definitely Sorry, go Sorry, I was on. just
1: highlighting another important word, just to be a self-starter.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we keep talking over to.
1: each other. Keep going, Wood, I'll right. yeah, up. <laughs> listen, you have
2: to Wood. If you're a realtor, I, I, I hate to use this, you know, rash uh, example, but like hunting you know you, nobody's going to come and give you anything they may think you're nice okay. but they're not going to give you a deal why because either a they have a relative that they can take it to and probably you know retain a part of that commission or better yet they just don't think that you are capable of doing doing it and you know mm-hmm. you you find a lot of people that are transitioning into for example service industry job, and they can definitely you know benefit from a network of clients that they have But they need to start to see you as an expert in that field. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people that are starting, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things that you can do so that people can connect with you. For example, I was out um, with my family at a restaurant. Excellent waiter. Incredible knowledge when it came to wines, for example. And Mm -hmm. I asked him, what do you do? And he, he gives me his card and he says, I'm a realtor. And I go, okay, that's great. Well, how long have you been in real estate? So he's been there for what, six months, just about to do his first deal, really excited for him, so on and so forth. And I just asked him simple questions. You know, how is the network and the sphere of just simply the clients and the people that you connect with on a daily basis? Sure. Are they showing you any leads or deals? Are they connecting you with people? And then I asked him a really simple question What's your social media look like? And he had less than 60, 70 friends. He has two posts of I don't know him running on the beach with a dog or something the other. <laughs> Give me a call. I know you're not an EXP agent. It doesn't matter which brokerage you're in. Let me help you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
2: the perception is reality for a lot of people. And if you can go out there and produce right. the company that people can connect with, they can say, Hey, you know what? This guy loves wines, and this is why he's working at this restaurant slash wine bar but he's also a legitimate real estate agent and he's transitioning out of his career. So why not follow your passion and do that and try and focus on a new career, which, you know, sky's the limit in terms of the income that you can make. And better yet, I even gave Mm -hmm. him a great idea. I said, listen, you're in a really exclusive neighborhood. If you get one of these million dollars, why don't you just have an open house with a beautiful wine tasting and invite some of the best clients in the area to come and experience the home and remember this experience. As a result, we'll remember their home and tell their friends because they're gonna to want to have their friends live beside them. And he goes, yes. That's a great idea. What I yes, should have great thought, advice. Wasn't. And
1: if you guys If you guys have questions, you know, um, like he just said, you know, somebody wasn't even with the EXP and he reached out and said, give me a call. So make sure to call him, um, you know, ask your questions about EXP, get involved, um, see if, see if the woods going to be a good accountability partner or coach for you. Um, because it's all, it's all here at your fingertips and icon agent, top, top percent of agents in the industry, honestly. And so, um, that would be a great contact to have, but keep, please keep going. You're doing great.
2: No, I did. That. I mean, that was it. I listened, you just have to think outside of the box. Um, you know, I've sure. never called anybody off a bus stop uh, sign or a, you know, a bench sign or anything like that. And definitely not a billboard. It's good for awareness, but, you know, nobody's going to connect with who I am as a person and are going to want to work with me as a person if they don't get to know me. Mm-hmm. And the best part about this right. is I heard this the other day your reputation is is your brand is the digitization of your reputation so your reputation is your brand it's one in the same when people are seeing you they're connecting with who you are as a person listen it's uncomfortable for me to do videos and i speak in front of apparently i don't know seventy-five thousand people listening to a radio show that i'm not even aware of because i feel like i'm in an echo chamber but yeah. I'll go to a party or I'll go to a restaurant and somebody will say, hey, by the way, I heard the show or maybe I didn't listen to the radio, but I saw the Facebook Live or something or the other. And Great information, by the way. And as long as they're connecting with that information, you'll find that they'll say, listen, can I invite you to lunch or to dinner or can I invite you for a drink? I need to talk to you about something. You know, my husband doesn't want me to sell the house, but I think now is the best time for us to sell the house to be able to take advantage of this market. What should I do? Yes. And as a result mm-hmm. of that, you may get a deal. You may not but it doesn't matter you're still connecting with people and as a result of for example that conversation something else came out of it Mm. so you definitely need to put yourself out there put out as many pieces of content as you can as on a regular basis people want to get to know who you are stop pushing information down their throat listen they've seen you do one walkthrough video they've seen 10 other agents do the same walkthrough video there's nothing spectacular about the homes that you're selling Unless you're showing some beautiful multi-million-dollar house in an exotic location, otherwise a toilet looks like a toilet. Sure, it's <laughs> or you know. But at, at the same time, let's go into, for example, a mold-infested house and talk about it. Let's talk right. into, you know, a, you know, the pink flamingo house that has pink shag carpets and talk about how funny this is in terms of interior design. You know, let's talk about different aspects of who we are as a person. Let them see you connect with your dog, your family. You know. Express your interest. Maybe it's, I don't know, uh, hiking. Maybe it's, I like food and I like socializing. So I'm the go to person when it comes to visiting cool places or checking out cool places to go and visit between Orlando and Miami. So I get a lot of phone calls from my friends that go, hey, where should I go when I'm down there? You know, I know that you do real estate, but you're at all of these really cool places to go check out. You know, and as a result of that, it establishes a bit of a rapport. And it allows me to co- connect with various people from all over the place. So not only do I get that real estate phone call, but I, I get the phone call that says, hey, by the way, so-and-so is coming down to Orlando or Miami. Can you set them up at a bunch of places? And by the way, they're also looking for some real estate. Do you think you can talk to them about it? Sure, I can. Mm-hmm. By the yeah. way, you need to go and meet my friend. That um, He's really cool. And, you know, he's the go-to guy that you're going to want to meet when you go down there. And there you have it. That's how business is created.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And Dewood, you know, for somebody that's watching right now, and they're like, "Hey, um, you know, I I've been looking at coming over to EXP. Agents have been talking to me about it. It, it looks awesome, right? But you know, my brokerage says you're a pyramid scheme, you're a cult. I'm I'm a little nervous to make that move and break up with my broker for, um, you know, high risk. So, you know, what would you say to them to encourage them that uh, this could be the right move for them, and that they ought to just at least check it out?
2: Here's the stone cold advice you're not going to hear from anybody else. Mm -hmm. Your broker doesn't want to let go of you because you make the money. At the end of the day, you need to put you first. You are number one in your life. You need to make the best decision for yourself, whether EXP is the move for you or it's not the move for you. You need to understand what EXP is offering and you need to figure out if it is, the right personality fit for who you are as a person. Yep. They need to go see a broker every single day and ask them a question. But you know what? For a lot of younger, millennial um, generation um, agents that are out there, they are self-sufficient. If they need to find an answer, they don't generally ask somebody. They go on a the phone, they go online, and guess what? You have a whole universe, a metaverse of experts, support, tech support, icon support, classes that you can go and check out online in whatever the area and subject that you're interested in. There's recordings there. And more importantly, there's a company that is allowing you to not only cap, but reward you with stocks. It is a company that is growing internationally. And you know what, if I can go and accumulate a few hundred thousand dollars in stock options through EXP, which I know is going to only explode as EXP grows internationally. Why wouldn't I want to use that as part of my retirement? As an agent, you're only as good as your last deal, the last year of sales that you did. God forbid you may become ill one day or you're not able to work because a family member needs your help. Exp affords you the opportunity to continuously be in the real estate business, not have to make one sale and still enjoy the benefits of the income that you, the passive income that you get in the downline, and the options that you get if you choose to sell through Exp uh, stock options as well too. So I I don't know if another company that can do that. I think with a lot of other companies out there, we're focusing on a lot of active income. We always keep hearing about the potential and the opportunity of passive income. And when you talk to a lot of younger people, um, in particular, they think of passive income in terms of vending machines or, or rental income or maybe even some investments that you can make. This is the best investment I think that you can make in yourself in a given profession. So if you are a realtor, why not be a part of a company which gives you the opportunity to cap? And which gives you the opportunity to pay you back with stocks, as well as the opportunity to create a passive income stream through recruiting and supporting other agents in our industry.
1: Awesome. That's, you're absolutely right. A great way to invest in yourself. And, you know, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, and also a business model, what better place to be than a company that actually gives you a piece of the pie? right? You're not leaving a ton of money on the table. Um, there's an opportunity for three streams of income. So you're looking at the opportunity for retirement or, you know, like he said, when you get sick, you know, you've, you've still got the opportunity for rev share to be coming in, uh, to help you pay those bills or, you know, some agents use it to pay their beach house payments every month, which is great. Um, it's an awesome opportunity. You're not going to see it out of the brokerages. And that's why exp is growing at the astounding rate that it is.
2: Absolutely. I agree with you more.
1: Well, um, DeWood, are you going to be at IFPCon in Vegas? Yes. Okay, awesome. Well, I hope to see you there. Um, We're coming up on almost 50 minutes on this podcast, which is awesome. It has not felt like that. It was that long at all. Um, I love those episodes. So do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap it up today?
2: You know, I think I want to share this. One of my favorite quotes is a quote by Wayne Dyer. And the quote pretty much goes like this. If you separate yourself from the external conditions of your environment, Mm -hmm. then in the realm of impossibility, all things become possible. And the greatest trap that we have is that we're stuck in our belief system, in our mindset. And I think in order to become an incredible realtor and to add incredible value, to your community and your friends, and more importantly, even to your family, I think you need to invest the time and the energy in personal development. And I think if you have the right mindset, the results will start to show in every other aspect of your life. So I think, in addition to learning the skill set that you need to be great at your craft, I think you need to learn the skill set that you need to craft a better version of yourself to elevate, or raise your standards, and really become limitless. Absolutely. I think that's what everybody needs today more than anything else, because it is only ourselves that are, sets us back from the potential that we can create for the others that we want to add value to.
1: Absolutely. doing great advice. Awesome episode. I look forward to seeing you in Vegas. Um, definitely hope to catch a, a drink with you or sit at a blackjack table or I guess a conference lesson. I don't know. Um, the first two <laughs> sound a little more fun. Uh, We're well, thank
2: you so- be on a lookout for each other. I, I like all the other <laughs> things that you said first.
1: Okay, cool. Then I'm in on that. Um, thank you so much for the awesome opportunity to speak with you today. Incredible episode. And I... We'll be in touch with you soon.
2: Let's do it. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Of course. Bye-bye.